We're service-orientated podcasters with a body of work behind us. We're often so focused on the next episode that we don't take time to look after our back catalogue. Let's fix that right now with three ways you can leverage your existing archived content. Hello, Mark here, your podcast consultant, and this is the Podcast Owner's Manual, your handy guide to looking after your podcast and yourself. So today we're going to talk about ways that we can make use of and leverage those episodes that we've got that we've banked now for maybe a year or two, maybe even longer. They're useful, there's good stuff in there. But we so often, as I said at the beginning, get caught in this treadmill of new content, got to put out something new. And we can revisit stuff. There's there's absolutely no rule that says we can't revisit a topic. But maybe that's not something we want to do. We always want to come up with a, a new idea or a new take on something. And that's great. But what I want to help you do is stop thinking about this stuff as content, as sort of filler and there's actual valuable, resourceful stuff, because that's the problem with the treadmill, right? It makes us think about this stuff as just, not that we don't care, but it's, there we go, it's in, it's done, it's content, it's on the calendar, next piece. Whereas actually what we're doing bit by bit is we're building up a valuable library of important resources that help people do what we want to help them do. So with that in mind, uh, we've got three categories of things to discuss today. Um, it's sort of three ways that we can leverage that uh, that content. So we have three categories, research, reorganize, and repurpose. So research then, start off by conducting a survey or a poll to get feedback on which episodes were most valuable to your listeners. If you don't have a huge listener base, if your base is maybe in the high double digits or the low three digits, then you might not necessarily get a huge response, but it can be worth a go. Another thing that you can do is use analytics to understand which episodes are getting the most interest. Now, this bit's important in in how you do this. Don't look at the downloads for the episodes because that actually doesn't tell you anything. That merely tells you that people downloaded. And maybe there's a hint there that if there are far more downloads on that on that episode, that might be because there was an idea in there that was spreadable, but it might not be. It could, be. it could be something else. What you really want to look at is the listener retention. How far into the episode are people getting before they're sort of ditching out and, and moving to the next one? Because people do. You can find this information by going to podcastsconnect.apple.com. So when you submit your podcast to Apple, you have an Apple ID, and you can use that to log back into Apple's Podcast Connect portal. And through there, you can find info on your listener retention. So you can take a look at any given episode. And as long as you've got more than a small handful of downloads, you can take a look and see in a graph where people are dropping off. So that's what you want to look at. Look at the stuff where people are sticking to the end. 
there's also engagement rate information that you can find through Apple as well. Look at the episodes that have got the highest number. Those are the episodes that people are really sticking with because it's got the good stuff. Because if if a thousand people download an episode and then realize right at the beginning it's not actually it wasn't for them, then that's not necessarily helpful data. But this kind of information is stuff that you can use to really get a sense of what your most popular episodes are. And then you can highlight those on your website. And we can also think about repurposing when we get to that section. You can repurpose those episodes in other forms as well. But right at the beginning, this allows you to create a sort of greatest hits playlist effectively or a start here page, which can be really useful. So if you have got a a back catalogue of a year or two or more, having a page on your website that directs people to, here are some of the episodes that you'll want to check out because they're really emblematic of what we do here. That kind of stuff can can be really useful. So do that research. If you can ask your listeners, what are the episodes that have resonated with you? It's even better if you can get them to, to link to them, share the link in, in their app, because then that just helps you sort of disambiguate and get definite answers rather than the one you did about the thing, because you might have done lots of episodes about that particular thing. Uh, and so if you can encourage people to share the link from their podcast app, be it Spotify or Apple or whatever, that just helps you then disambiguate and know, oh, that was the specific episode that was useful. And Maybe just be aware of recency bias as well. There will probably be a little bit of a curve there towards people thinking the latest episode, you know, A, it's just an easy answer, and also that's the one that they remember. But So take that into account, but start using that data as well. Pop it into a little spreadsheet, uh, and then you'll you'll start to get a sense, really, of which episodes actually have resonated and, and provided value with people. Also, use other signals. You know, if people have got in touch with you, you can almost use a, a points system, if you like. Give points to episodes that seem to be performing better, and then you can organize those in, a, you know, sort those in a spreadsheet. Um, but every time you get a comment that said something specific about the episode, that it was really insightful or whatever, that's another point. Every time someone emails you to say, or, or WhatsApps you to say, that discussion you had that that episode whatever that was really valuable thank you that's another point and then you can over time start to get a sense then of of what are the episodes that are that are garnering those points so that is research number two is reorganize so this is kind of my favorite actually because and this this speaks to the the web nerd within me and why i'm so militant about podcasters having good websites for their shows what you can do is, depending on th- – this works best if you are on a custom-built website like a Squarespace or a WordPress, um, possibly PodPage. I can dig into that more if you're interested, but I think PodPage will allow this as well. The reason I say that is every episode of your podcast should have a web page and or a post on you know in wordpress it's still a web page right so everything in in wordpress is a post or a page and so your episodes should be similar within if we just stick with wordpress but this sort of applies across the board you have the ability to categorize or tag posts so tags are usually keywords usually works best if that if you think of them a bit like hashtags that's the best way to think of tags really um, and you can use categories for more sort of broad topics. Maybe you've got a, a handful of topics that you often revisit. So either one or both. Categorizing your episodes using those tags or keywords 
that's really, really, that's gold. Because what that then allows you to do is bring the listener on a journey, bring the the viewer, the, the visitor, the website visitor on a journey. It also makes it easier for you to, to do this as well. So when I say on a journey, what we're talking about here is being able to direct people so that when, when they've enjoyed a particular episode, at the bottom of the, of the blurb on, in your show notes and on the website, you can say, if you like this one, check out this one because it's, it's related content. That is easily done by using tags. Tags and categories, you can use do a little bit of WordPress magic. There will be plugins that will help you do this as well that can allow you to show a link to something that is, that is also relevant uh, to, to the viewer or to the, to the visitor. And you can do that manually as well by using search or looking at the category within WordPress or within your CMS and saying, what other content is in this category or, or matches this tag, and then pop some links in your show notes to related episodes. And that way, you're giving the listener that opportunity then to explore and to really dive and, and delve into your back catalogue and really suck up as much value as they can in a fairly short amount of time. You know, if you've got a new listener and you've just delivered an episode to them and you've then at the bottom of that, or even in your uh, in your outro, you say, there's loads of good content like this. Check your show notes and we'll have a link. We'll have a list of links to related episodes, something like that. Then that new listener has this option to really quickly start getting to know you and getting to know the value that you provide. Another thing I really like about this is the ability to mix and match podcast content on your website with other stuff. So most of my, I have like four podcasts and only three of them are about about podcasting. Uh, actually, two of them are about podcasting. Um, but two of them also live on my website, origin.fm. The other two live elsewhere. So on origin.fm, I have a system. It's custom built, but the same thing can be done in WordPress where all of my different blog posts and products that I offer, tutorials, guides, documents, um, and podcast episodes are all tagged. I use keywords all the way through. I've been doing that for the last two years. Anytime I create any kind, any kind of content, even events that I'm listing on the website, anytime I'm creating any new content, I tag it with a certain set of keywords. And what that then allows me to do is on certain pages, I can say, you've, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Here's some of the stuff that you can check out. So I can be on a blog post and then link to a podcast episode or vice versa or from a podcast episode to a product because straight away I know that if you're interested in this particular topic because you've listened to the episode, if you've, you've read the show notes, you can go and dive into the product that I've got that's associated with it. And doing so means you haven't got to keep updating. You're not manually doing this over time. You're not having to go in and edit descriptions of your of stuff on your website to say this thing links to this thing. It's all done because you're using these these tags and these categories to map all of this stuff together. That's kind of why that they exist. They're, they're, for a short amount of time, people thought that tags and they were for, for yeah for a, for a very short amount of time, tags were kind of useful for SEO a little bit, as in being able to use tags in your in your blog posts. 
but they're not really anymore. Um, what they are extremely useful for is helping your website itself, the content management system, understand what's in your site. So if if you've got a custom site or your podcast is part of a larger website, then think about going back through those episodes and tagging them within your content management system to say this one's about X topic, this one's about Y topic, and then you can start to build stuff into your website using plugins or, or a bit of help from a developer. You can then start to marry up and match up different pieces of content that are valuable to the to the reader or to the listener. So I'm a big, big, big fan of that. Okay. Uh, and then the last point here is repurposing. Of course, that's a word that we use a lot. But we're talking about the the back catalogue here, some some of the older stuff. So repurposing older episodes into blog posts or other content formats. Of course, we talk about doing that now for our existing, for our, our new stuff. We think about creating content in a particular way. But what about some of that old stuff? What about something that you recorded two years ago that you could write up and repurpose as a completely new, fresh blog post it doesn't have to live on your website either it could link it could live on linkedin it could live on medium and really all it's doing is just giving that giving a new lease of of life to that piece of of insight so instead of you know we're not thinking about it as content it's 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 the insight that you bring the the information and and the knowledge and the expertise that you're bringing take that stuff that's a couple of years old if it's if it feels somewhat evergreen, and write it up as a as a blog post. We talked last week about using Notion's AI uh, services, which is now, by the way, uh, open to everyone, and it's not hideously expensive. I've signed up for it, and it was only a few bucks more than I'm already paying. So I I, I was quite happy with that to get unlimited access. Uh, but you also actually get a limited uh, access for uh, for the like four bucks a month base plan anyway. That said, um, what you can do, as, as I sort of mentioned last week, is take that transcript of your episode, throw it in something like Notion, get it to rewrite it a little bit, get it to use the improve the writing section, and then you've got the basis of a blog post. It's not going to look great, but you can you can then start to, to go in and tweak it and, and make it actually well-written, because we don't write the way we speak and vice versa. Um, so use tools like Notion. We talked about this uh, last week at, at Vocal Brew as well. Use tools like Notion's AI if you're already using Notion, and I strongly suggest that you do, because that can save you some time. Repurpose that that old content. Also, think about using your existing social media to talk about that older stuff as well. I don't see this done quite so much now, but a few years ago, there was a service that ran alongside Buffer. They Buffer really should have bought this and rolled it into their payment plan. But I think Buffer have got a little bit um, greedy over the years uh, and, and they, they, they sort of charge for lots of little things where they, I think they, they should not do that. Anyway, <laughs> Buffer, uh, there, there was a companion service that would take your older content. Basically, you could take content from your existing Buffer queue or you could just load it up with a whole content library and these services would cycle through that content. That's really, really useful. So it would put it back into your buffer for you. So think about those episodes. Again, those evergreen episodes that are a year or two old. You give them a little boost. 
Why not? You know, um, use social media. Use the throwback Thursday hashtag if you like. That's that's a good place to do it. Um, you can do the same on Instagram. Take a take a little clip from the episode and use it as a reel and throw a throwback Thursday tag on it. Think about ways that you can take this older stuff because just because it is older doesn't mean it's any less valuable. We so often, like I said at the beginning, we so often forget about this stuff, but there's 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 real gold in there. I mean, another thing you can do is think about compiling episodes together and creating a bit of a, a mashup. I have a blog post on that as well, uh, on how you can create a sort of greatest hits uh, compilation episode of some of the uh, some of your best bits. That's something you can do as well. And then follow up, maybe follow up on some of those past episodes and post something in your newsletter if you've got one or, or you're a blog if you haven't or throw it over to, to LinkedIn. Think about one of those things that maybe wasn't evergreen and ask yourself, what's changed? What do I know now that I didn't know then? What's different now? What's true now that wasn't true then? What's right or wrong now? Any of those things. It's perfectly okay to say, I published this two years ago and the advice is now out of date. Let's update it. Let's talk about it. You could publish that as a as another episode at another point, or you could just write it up as as something interesting and maybe a little bit more introspective about the fast changing, fast pace of your industry and 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 you know how things work and you know things with, with podcasting. There are certain things that are always going to be true, and those are the things that often don't get taught by the by the newer breed of of podcast uh, consultants. Um, but there is you know there are things that are always true, and then there are things that change all the time. And those tend to be the the tactics. And so I could look at a past episode for a couple of years ago, maybe, and say, I'm going to update this in, in text form. Don't have the energy or, or, or there's not enough to talk about it in to, to justify a new episode, but I could absolutely write it up and talk about it in the newsletter. So if you if you're struggling for for stuff to to write there uh, in in your newsletter or, or elsewhere, then then um, think about it doing that as well. So that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that uh, this has given you some ideas for ways that you can research, reorganize, and repurpose some of that older stuff. Podcastownersmanual.com is where you'll find links and show notes. Look forward to speaking to you again next week. Until then, take care.